Job 15, Eliphaz's second response to Job. Then Eliphaz the Temanite replied, a wise man wouldn't answer with such empty talk. You are nothing but a windbag. The wise don't engage in empty chatter. What good are such words? Have you no fear of God, no reverence for him? Your sins are telling your mouth what to say. Your words are based on clever deception. Your own mouth condemns you, not I. Your own lips testify against you. Were you the first born, first ever born? Were you born before the hills were made? Were you listening at God's secret counsel? Do you have a monopoly on wisdom? What do you know that we don't? What do you understand that we do not? On our side are aged gray-haired men, much older than your father. It's God's comfort too little for you. Is his gentle word not enough? What has taken away your reason? What has weakened your vision that you turn against God and say all these evil things? Can any mortal be pure? Can anyone be born of a woman be just? So can anyone born of a woman be just? Look, God does not even trust the angels. Even the heavens are not absolutely pure in his sight. How much less pure is a corrupt and sinful person with a thirst for wickedness? If you will listen, I will show you. I will answer you from my own experience. And it is confirmed by the reports of wise men who have heard the same thing from their fathers, from those to whom the land was given long before any foreigners arrived. The wicked writhe in pain throughout their lives. Years of trouble are stored up for their ruthlessness. The sound of terror rings in their ears, and even on good days they fear the attack of the destroyer. They dare not to go out into the darkness, for fear they will be murdered. They wander around saying, where can I find bread? They know their day of destruction is near. That dark day terrifies them. They live in distress and anguish like a king preparing for battle. For they shake their fists at God, defying the Almighty. Holding their sh strong shields, they defiantly charge against him. These wicked people are heavy and prosperous. Their waists bulge with fat but their cities will be, will be ruined. They will live in abandoned houses that are ready to tumble down. Their riches will not last and their wealth will not endure. Their possessions will no longer spread across the horizon. They will not escape the darkness. The burning sun will wither the shoots and the breath of God will destroy them. Let them no longer fool themselves by trusting, trusting in empty riches for emptiness will be their only reward. They will be cut down in the prime of life. Their branches will never be again green, will never again be green. They will be like a vine whose grapes are harvested too early, like an olive tree that loses its blossoms before the fruit can form. For the godless are barren, their homes enriched through bribery will burn. They conceive trouble and give birth to evil. Their womb produces deceit. Maybe she's talking about though. <laughs> I feel like you just went off on a tangent. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't get, I don't get how his friends are. Do they think they're helping? They, they think they're righteous. That's what it seems like. 
you know. So they're not necessarily coming to help. They're coming to rebuke. Re- at this stage, it doesn't even look like rebuke because I think they just want to correct him. Their assumption is that he's wrong. Their assumption is that he's done something to deserve this. And they're staying with that basis. Like, that's the base of their approach to him. And it's not going to change. But it also shows... Because he, he speaks of reverence to God. And it's, it just... The way he's talking, he sounds like someone who hasn't lost something before. Mm. That's why he cannot relate with Job. And also it shows his... Because he hasn't lost anything, like in the same fashion that Job has... He's unable to see God or, or even express a different side of himself to God. Mm. Like Job is now learning to lament and to kind of mourn and vent out his frustrations to mm. God. Mm. But mm. clearly, Eliphaz hasn't done that before. Mm. And that's why he looks at it as though, like, how can you utter such wickedness to God? Or I don't know even how he said it word for word. Your sins are telling your mouth what to say. Your words are based on clever deception. Your mm. own mouth condemns you. Um, but I think when you look at someone like David, David is a good example of pretty much giving every single emotion, casting all affections to mm. to God. Or that if you just look at throughout the whole Psalms, you know, mm-hmm. so this for me, I see Job just doing that. He's following that model, although it would have been before David, but you know, he's given us a model almost. But his friend is just looking at him like, how, how dare you say this? I think he's, he's not, he hasn't got the ability to see God as a father. It's just God as God, the almighty. Yeah, as in, like, yeah, like you said, the reverence, it says, though, because you're bringing your feelings to God and your frustrations, it's like you don't, you don't fear him. You yeah. have no reverence for him. Like, you don't respect him. But that's not, yeah. that's not what God wants. It just shows that pain and suffering, it, it brings you closer to God. It, it does. allows you to have a... It allows you to have a different kind of relationship with him. It does. It really does. I think I'm reminded of uh, the scripture in the New Testament that talks about and the God of all comfort um, and the Holy Spirit, the comforter. Um, then when God comforts us, then we're able to then comfort others. Mm. Um, so when you said about Eliphaz, probably he hasn't gone through something like this. It just goes to show when we do go through our our things per se it's not just for us it's so that we can also comfort others um there's there's purpose to it but you can't you it's like you can't comfort someone that you yourself some someone in something that you yourself have not gone through yeah my dad always says you can't give what you don't have god please it's not that like we want to give everything, so don't make us be going through like we want to have it either. Yeah. Do you understand? Like, it's okay. One thing, two things, and then we can just be expats in that. Druget. We're not trying to experience every suffering <laughs> just for now. the sake of the people there. Bless them. <laughs> Let everybody have their own. Manage their own portion. Do you understand? <laughs> everybody manage their own so that everyone can help in just the small, small. Mm. Not everybody. But I feel like maybe it's not everyone that knows how to react well or respond well when they go through these things. Yeah. Because we all go through our stuff, but I think, yeah, if we don't know how to deal with it, or if we don't deal with it properly, then 
he will give it to the one who knows how to deal with whatever suffering. Yeah. Because to whom much is given, much is required. And then to the one who has 10, he will add 10. Thanks, God. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Y'all are job 16? Yeah. Keep it moving.